Welcome, welcome, welcome to SEC Talks. No longer <laughs> SEC and Tennessee Talks because of our good friend and co-worker, co-host, Nick Waters. Caswell. Caswell. It is I. <laughs> this is episode 26, as Jackson said, and this is your co-host, Caden Green. I don't really feel like I need to introduce myself since I've already been introduced. What's your name? My name's Hannah. <laughs> so, as you guys know, there we are to the final four of the NCAA basketball tournament. And I don't know if it's a surprise to you guys, but the four teams remaining are teams who have won multiple championships in Villanova, Kansas, Duke, <clears throat> and North Carolina. I'm kind of disappointed. It's really not that funny anymore. <laughs> no, the Jackson just keeps going on over here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, final four. Yes. So I'm kind of disappointed that St. Peter's lost, but they they did the best they could. They just had no chance. <clears throat> Who are they playing? North Carolina. North Carolina, North Carolina played so good. Them. Dude, they're playing as good as any eight seed I've ever seen has played. Heath called it. <laughs> He's going to appreciate that you gave him the shout out. He, he is. Last week he told me he was so Heath. happy about it. <laughs> Heath. <laughs> but, I, um, I was on that St. Peter's train for your. I mean, I think everyone knew they were. They still good. have one of the greatest Cinderella runs ever. Yeah. yeah. For 15 seed. The, the 15 seed has ever gone. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to think about all the lower seed teams who had made it far, and you had. Obviously, Florida Gulf Coast. You had VCU. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. I forgot about Oral Roberts. That was had, just last year. You had Davidson. Um, when, when Curry was there, Loyola. Um, and the lowest seed that those were were 12, I believe. Loyola was an 11. Loyola made was final 11. four a few years ago. Davidson was a 10. I think I believe Florida Gulf Coast was a 12. Could be wrong. But uh, Florida Gulf Coast was a 15 that made this. More than 16. Were they 15? I believe so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Because St. Peter's was the first 15 to make it to the Elite Eight. Yes. Yes. Correct. So, what is y'all's early prediction for who's going to win the next two games in the championship? Um, Well, I'll be honest. I just – I don't have a lot of confidence in Nova. Jackson will probably say the same thing. He called me in the middle of the Nova – Houston game, saying how upset he was. I mean, that was just. I feel like Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas are all playing really, really good basketball. And the Duke UNC game, I mean, guys, that could be awesome. That's a big it's, rivalry. It's a you know, it's a huge rivalry. It yeah. would be like Auburn Alabama playing in the yeah. college football playoff. Yeah, <laughs> like, which would be insane. It, it would. It's like ultimate bragging rights. You've got there's so many storylines on that one game alone. Yeah. The revenge tour from Coach K after he just lost to North Carolina at the end of season. Um, this is last season, like I just said. So it, it would be an epic way to go out. Which by the way, it seems like everything's working in his way for his last season. It is. Which makes me think Duke is gonna win it all. Because he became he just passed John Wooden for the most final fours of all time with thirteen. And he became the only coach in NCAA tournament history to have 100 wins, 
which is insane. insane. To put that into perspective, to make it to a Final Four, you have to win four games. Yeah. That means he – and now he coached 40 years and got 100 wins. It, it, this is a little bit off. But he averaged roughly two and a half wins a season, which means he averaged between Elite Eight and Sweet 16 every single season. I guess kind of change the subject. Regarding Villanova and Kansas, <coughs> I just don't see any way they beat Kansas this next game, especially with how they were playing. Now, yes, I understand – Houston and Villanova, a battle of two great defenses, but you can't justify only putting up eight points on the board within no less than 12 and a half minutes of gameplay. Yeah. You just can't. I, I, I'm going to have to go to Kansas in that game. That's, and Nova yeah. lost one of their best players last Oh, game. yeah, man. His Achilles snapped. Yeah, did. I feel yeah. so bad like, for I was him, sitting man. there looking at it like, what did he trip on? And then you could see his calf. Jolt real yeah. hard. I was like, "Oh gosh!" But I, this is another hot take. Kind of, I think UNC may do it. Armando Baycott is an animal. I'm hoping UNC does. Can you imagine that. Roy Williams' first year gone? It's honestly in my mind such a huge win for Hubert Davis. Oh, the oh. the new UNC coach. He lost Garrison Brooks, Deron Sharp, or. Yeah, Deron, Deron Sharp, um, Kessler, and I'm sure he lost a couple other guys too. And then to come back in first year, make a Final Four, and maybe have a chance to go further, that's wild. It's a it's huge ridiculous. testament to him. It's ridiculous. It um, almost makes you feel like it's going to be Duke or North Carolina. Yeah, but I think, I think I'm going to pick UNC for that game. I'm hoping Nova beats Kansas. So I can stay atop of my bracket group. I hope they don't. I know. So I can go atop the bracket group. I know. Yeah, I have 490 points right now. And the only people who can pass me are people who have Kansas still in it. So Which would be me. I have Kansas all the way. Yeah, you, you, you'd finish with a lot of points. How many points do you get if you get the championship right? 320. Gosh. And 160 if I get this round. That's so crazy. it's like still 540. Is that the right number? <clears throat> yeah. No. Sure. 160 and 320 is 480. So still 480 points left. That's like exactly how much you have. That's how much I could get off of two wins. That's what is crazy is like it really does matter um, your champions. Like those first two rounds, they do matter. But really it's like your your big boys in the late rounds. If, they, if they're in it, you're good. Mm-hmm. Man, I was hoping. I know, Hanley, you're not a big fan of Arkansas. But I was hoping they were going to keep moving along. They're just so frustrating to watch, dude. We were sitting there watching the game at Buffalo Wild Wings last week. <clears throat> and uh, this brings me to Hanley's grievance of the week. But uh, it's, this kind of goes into two different things. First off, <clears throat> the officiating. I, and, I, again, I'm not someone that really pays attention to officiating that much, as long as it's fair. Um, but I will say this. The number of charges that have been called, I may have mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, but I can't stand it. The number of charges that are being called that are not charges, you have guys 
who are just getting their shoulders squared, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And Jalen Williams from Arkansas drew like 58 charges this year. That's ridiculous. I don't care who you are. There's no way a center in college basketball should be able to draw <laughs> a charge and a half a game. There's no way. Agreed. And <clears throat> I don't know. But so also in the, the Arkansas Gonzaga game, Chad Holmgren fouled out. Yeah, that was bad. And we were sitting there watching it and like I know oh, I, I, I say I didn't want Arkansas to win, but I really didn't care. Right. Um just kind of from a from a standpoint um where I, I didn't really care who won, it was very questionable. There was the last two calls on Chet. He was straight up and did not initiate any contact. And I know he didn't. He wasn't even having a great game, but he is still a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Just being on the court is a difference maker for him. And so, him fouling out was huge late in the game. And that that was a game where buckets were being traded. Is one of those really, really, really good games down to the down to the wire. Because uh, you know, some games you get down to the end of it. And it's like, well, whoever scores the last, like one bucket over the last two minutes is going to win because people, you, you get into crunch time and you really can't do it. That was not the case here. They were just trading buckets on either end. And <clears throat> Nimhard from, from Gonzaga mm-hmm. went around the screen and got tripped. And it was a pretty blatant trip. Lost the ball, led to a dunk. And then Arkansas stepped out of bounds under the goal on the baseline. Yeah. It it was like the whole foot was out of bounds, the entire foot. Mm -hmm. And they didn't call anything, and it led to a three-pointer. I don't know. It was just one of those that the officiating down the stretch was just questionable. A little sus, if you will. Yeah. My thing with the fouls is – the offensive player is always clearly initiating the contact. Almost always. Almost always. It's like 90% of the time. And now, here's the deal, too. Because you'll see guys who are set. Bless you. Thank a you. A guy will be set, and an offensive player will see that he's set and try to Euro around him. Right. And as soon as that player, a defensive player who is set, moves left or right at all, that is a block. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I can't tell you the number of times Bless guys you. guys will start leaning. Another thing that really frustrated me was, <clears throat> I think it was the Arkansas-Duke game, so that would have been the Elite Eight game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Arkansas-Gonzaga was Sweet 16. Right. Tracy Wolfson, I think is her name, is the CBS reporter, like the sideline reporter. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, Jalen Williams told us about how he has perfected the art of taking a charge and the art of falling down. I just have an issue with that statement. <laughs> what do you mean the art? That tells me it's a flop. Yeah. <clears throat> I do understand that there is like a correct way, but it was just the way she said it really frustrated me because it just obviously isn't a charge every time. Tracy Wilson's been around for so long. With she stuff. has, dude. <laughs> like our entire life. Yeah. She looks the same to me, too. Her and Aaron Andrews, they've always been there. Mm-hmm. Always been there. But so who are y'all who are y'all taking for the for the championship? Kansas. Kansas. I've also got Kansas. Taking Duke. 
I I'm, I gotta say, I hope Duke loses to UNC. If you have something against Duke, are you sure it's the underdog? Oh, he sure does have something against oh, Duke. I can go and bout my grievance against Duke. Unless Jackson's grievance what's of the, the week. What's your grievance? I don't know. I'm just kind of raised <laughs> to go against. I'm just kind of raised to go against Duke. What? Why? Oh, I, I would also like my, to announce my granddad has a reason. Is he a Kentucky fan? That you don't know about? Is he He's a Tennessee fan? I didn't know that. <laughs> you dead gun darn. What Duke? are you talking about? How you don't like Duke in Tennessee? It's not like Tennessee fans hate Duke or anything. There's <laughs> someone he worked with who was just a. Bad fan. Complete bungus. I don't know. Bungus. A bungus. Jackson's I mean, word of the week. Bungus. Um, he was just always. And you know, my granddad's like. Uh, I get that. Nah. That's how I feel about Alabama. <laughs> I would like to say something too. If we're good on, are we? Are we good with the end of the March Madness talk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kessler just signed an NIL deal. Ooh. With. Dunkaroos. Oh yeah, it's like an old snack, apparently. It is. I've never heard of it, but did you see that the Eater guy? Eater, yeah. Or Eater, Doug. Yeah, he yeah. signed a Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, there's some people that think Kessler may come back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know it. if it'll happen or not, because he is projected first round in a lot of stuff. But um, I don't know. I think he should come back. I mean, as an Auburn fan, I also think he should come back. <laughs> I think Kennedy should come back. <clears throat> I can see that as a Tennessee <laughs> fan. You might think that. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk real quick a little bit about the transfer portal? Yeah. So, I know you want to talk about LSU, but I want to t- touch on Tennessee real quick, too. Because okay. we only have – we had two guys enter the portal, one of which was a walk-on who – his name is Brock Jancic. That'll hurt. That's which, a big loss. <laughs> I'm sure he was a white kid. Yeah, he was. No doubt. But, you know, he's probably a walk-on at Tennessee. He could probably ball at a smaller school. Yeah. You would think. I'm sure he could at Alabama A&M. Victor Bailey Jr. <laughs> Victor Bailey Jr. entered the portal. He didn't play much. Okay. He he was a four-star who committed to or He went to Oregon. And then transferred to Tennessee and then had to sit out a year. Okay. This was the second year at Tennessee. I've heard of him. I just didn't know who he yeah. was. And he's going to George Mason. Okay. So yeah. Go for it, Jackson. I just remember my true grievance. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, Auburn <laughs> lost fifth, sixth string quarterback in transfer portal. Let's hear it. Not yeah. a big loss. Well, I was reading an <clears throat> article. It was an Alabama fan-based article talking about how Auburn – they're essentially saying Auburn's next football season is screwed because because of this loss. I'm thinking, and there's so many people in the comments just like, this is huge. And like, he's not going to see turf at a D3 school. I mean, are you sure it was their fifth string? It, it was a low string guy. Very low Who string. Who was it? It was Demetrius Davis. He was a freshman last year. He redshirted. He was like a. You see a high recruit? Middle tier four star. He is a four star. There is that. There's definitely a Calzada is above him. Uh, TJ's above him for sure. Um, I guess they thought he was the future. Robbie Ashford probably was not above him. Um, I'm trying to think. We have one other guy. Oh, Holden Garner. He probably was our fourth string. Y'all, I'm excited to talk about Auburn once we do our early season previews. 
because I don't think any of those quarterbacks are going to be the starter for y'all. I think there's somebody else y'all are going to get. Because okay. I, I don't think any of those guys are. I agree. Like, none of them are. Oh, I saw Zach Calzada at Guthrie's about a few <laughs> months ago, and I was like, this kid? <laughs> Looks like he's had a hookworm treatment. I was a little <laughs> – I was a little taken back. <laughs> oh, this dude's a quarterback. Yeah, like, I, I think y'all are going to get somebody in the spring. I hope so. Maybe Cam Newton. <laughs> the dead. He still has college eligibility. Does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He signed with the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. He can't play <laughs> <college>. <laughs> Could you imagine you come back like that? Tom Brady says, I, I'm retired, but I'm going, going to Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest NIL deal ever. $40 million. That would be hilarious. That would be crazy. But um, back to the transfer portal stuff. Um, so we talked about Tennessee. Kentucky, they've lost a couple guys. <clears throat> um, forgive me for not knowing their names off the top of my head, but they've lost a couple of their bench players. Um, Severe Wheeler's supposed to be coming back. Sheboy's kind of up in the air right now. Um, really? As to whether he comes back or not. I t- So there's an interesting rule. Uh, don't 100% quote me on this because I'm not super versed, well-versed on it. But there's a rule in the NCAA right now where a player that is not born in the U.S. cannot – Profit off of an NIL deal. Really? Yes, because I, I first heard about this because Auburn had a. Uh, we got a big recruit that's a D lineman that was French. Yes, maybe? I know you're talking about. His name's Jeffrey Embo. Because he chose y'all over Tennessee. He's like a big time Juco, I guess. Yeah. Was. Yeah. And he's not able to sign an NIL. And so uh, there, there's apparently a problem with. The idea of Sheboy coming back, I don't know why he would come back. There's literally nothing more he could do. You know? He could develop an outside shot. I guess. Because he's not projected first round in any mocks I've seen, which is crazy. No, that's also because he's not that big. I mean, he could be a power forward in the NBA. I guess. He's not a center. No. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, power you, forward, he won't be able to grab see, boards though, like he You does. see, the NBA is evolving. Like, you have Joel Embiid out there on the three-point line, <laughs> going between his legs, doing a step-back jumper. Yeah. I know. Like, it's crazy. She can't guard that. I know. Then Nikola Jokic running the running the point coming down the court. That's just a different, different species, though. But, uh, I mean, that's the way the game's moving. <clears throat> um, Auburn has had... Devin Cambridge has announced that he's leaving. Thank the Lord. Yeah, I know you're excited yes, about that. Yes, I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, no one's declared yet. I'm sure Jabari's going to declare. Like I said, Kessler may be up in the air. I still think he could go. Um, and you know, in, with the NBA, you can test the draft process and still come back. Yeah, you can. It's when you sign with an agent yeah. that you <clears> – <throat> Because, like, Santiago Vescovy for Tennessee. He's tested it out. Yeah, and Josiah's probably going to do the same. Yeah. Kennedy, I mean, yeah. he'll probably do it. But, so we haven't had too much. We're probably going to 
grab a couple of the uh, guys from LSU, which is who I want to talk about next. LSU, that program is about to be down bad. It's in shambles. It is about to be in a bad spot. They've lost since the notice of allegations was given to the school. Will Wade was fired. They've lost three five-star recruits, one four-star recruit. Xavier Penson, who's a starting point guard, has transferred. Brandon Murray, shooting guard, has transferred. Eric Gaines is expected to transfer. Tari Eason is expected to go to the draft. Actually, he already declared. Yeah. Um, there was Sharif. Sharif O'Neal just um, announced that he is in the transfer portal. Crap, I cannot remember the dude's name. There was a guy from Illinois that was a big-time dude that um, transferred to LSU last year, tore his ACL, and was not able to play. He announced he's transferring now. Mm. They literally only, a whole only have team. four or five guys, maybe six, left on that team. And there's no telling who's about to transfer out of there. They did just get a guy from Murray State, but they're not going to be good. They in, really aren't. In theory. There's no way. Even yeah, if they are probably good. Mid, even if mid they SEC. are good, though, they're going to have so many punishments. They won't. They might be, like like I said, mid-SEC, but they're <clears throat> not going to be anywhere near those top four teams. I agree. Yeah, so that's all I've really got to say about <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Well, I guess transitioning over to baseball, but uh, we were uh, just going to kind of go over some stuff with Tennessee this past weekend. So Tennessee swept Ole Miss this past series. 10-3 first night. Isn't that correct, Katie? 12-1. 10-3 the second night. You were there. I was there. And it was exciting. Ole Miss was number one in the nation. Was. They're not anymore. They're not. So we beat them 12 to 1. And then I don't know if you saw Jackson, but some Ole Miss player after the game was talking about how um, we're not going to let this happen again. We took them lightly. They play in a small field over at Lindsey Nelson, which is the stadium in Knoxville. And then we beat them 10 to 3 the next night. And then we were up 4 to 0. All game, pretty much on Sunday, and then Ole Miss scored three runs in the eighth, and then we took them out. So, like I said, Ole Miss, there's seven credible polls in baseball, and Ole Miss was ranked one in two of them, I believe. Um, and Tennessee was like five. Yeah. But now, in the most credible poll, from what I hear, um, is the D1Baseball.com poll. And Tennessee is now ranked first for the first time ever. And Ole Miss dropped a 10th. I don't like that poll. So, Auburn is not there. (laughs) (laughs) But there are – so, look at me, SEC teams. You have Tennessee, Arkansas, 1 and 2. Then you have Vandy at 9, Ole Miss at 10, LSU at 13, Florida at 14. Georgia at 23. That's seven SEC teams. SEC is just good in everything. Yeah. That is correct. We're, we've lost one game, 23-1. and one. I do know behind us, SEC-wise, is 
Vandy. Arkansas. Arkansas. Te- technically Arkansas. Arkansas Vandy. too. Uh, we got Vandy coming up soon. This weekend. And I'll admit, I'm worried, but like I've said many times before, Vandy is known for their baseball. I do think Vandy will come away from that series with at least one win. I, I do agree. I, I do. I do. And it's in it. Nashville. Is it? Yeah. But, I mean, the it's way weird. Tennessee's playing right now, man, it's... There's no set down, like, geographic boundaries when it comes to Tennessee and Vanderbilt because, really, Vanderbilt does not have that much of a fan base when you compare it to Tennessee. Oh, yeah. So there's no... In baseball, they do, though. Baseball, they do. But even that, I mean, there's a yeah. very small portion of Nashville that might be Vanderbilt territory. You go outside Nashville anywhere, you see... It's just orange through and through. Yeah. You don't see much Vanderbilt in Franklin. You don't see much Vanderbilt in Hendersonville. I mean, it's all Tennessee through and through pretty much. So, as, as far yeah, it's technically home for Vanderbilt, but home court <clears throat> advantage does not favor Vanderbilt like it favors Tennessee when it comes to both of them. I'm just not sure home field advantage really matters that much in baseball, though. That's it does. True. I think it does. Because everybody, yeah. everybody's park is different, and like hey, you, get, it, you get, you get used. From a crowd standpoint. I don't know. So there's some pretty big crowds. Like at, at the Ole Miss game, like that's a big stadium. I get it. It's just baseball is just not one of those. I, I understand sports. what you're saying because like the game, it's pretty much you can, silent. You can regather yourself every pitch. That's true too. Like if you're, it if definitely you're doesn't have as much of an advantage <clears throat> as like football or basketball. No. But I still think. In baseball terms, playing at home has that advantage. But, I mean, this is huge, too, because in the SEC East, it's Tennessee, Vandy, then Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri. And Vandy is 4-2 and two in the conference, and we're 6-0. and oh. So, if Vandy wins two games, they'll be first in the East. So, that is big from that point of view. And then for the SEC West – you have Arkansas first, then Auburn, Auburn second, <clears throat> um, LSU, AM, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama. So Ole Miss is actually sixth in the West, but tenth in the nation. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Which is, it's only because they've lost, they just got swept by y'all. Exactly. Because they beat us two out of three. Didn't y'all destroy them the first night? Was that second y'all? Night. They killed us first night. We beat them bad second night, and then third third one. I think they ended up running away with. We're not bad. We're not mm. great. Um, but and I, I don't I don't keep up with college baseball enough to know um about the NCAA tournament, if you will. Right. I don't know if there's another term for it, but. I uh, I would imagine we would make one. Isn't that also 16? There's 16 regionals, four teams in a regional? Correct. I think that's right. I would think we're probably a top 64 team. I could be wrong. You would think. Andy Dalton to the Saints? Yeah. <laughs> he signed earlier today. He won't start. Yeah, he's just a backup. He better not. He better not. Right, you're a Saints fan. Are you a Saints fan? Uh-huh. You're from Nashville. 
There's okay. Well, here's the story. I he likes Camaro. Everyone, get ready for this Jackson story. Grew up in Atlanta, obviously. So initially, was a Falcons fan. Then the Michael Vick thing happened, and I was like, eh. So, uh, but my dad was our tribal. My dad was always a Saints <laughs> fan because of Arch Manning. He was a big old. That was a big old Miss guy. He went to Ole Miss. Arch Manning. So he's kind of a Saints fan through and okay. through with that. Makes sense. So I kind of got on the Saints fan base with him. Plus, uh, Drew Brees, obviously, NFL-wise, other than Peyton Manning, probably my favorite quarterback out there. Um, respect him a lot. He's a good one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kamara. Uh, black and gold, baby. I don't know. I get that. I, I have a couple of my best friends who are Saints fans. And I don't have anything against the Saints. I thought if they got Deshaun Watson, they were going to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. That's a whole other discussion for another <laughs> That's a, day. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Because I was hearing more stuff about it. And, like, this Deshaun Watson stuff, like, it's not over. No. Like, people think just because he signed a contract, it's over. And it apparently split the bronze fan base in two. Like, some people are like, why would we do this? And some people are like, this is a great quarterback. Yes, we finally have a good quarterback. So, and they still have Baker Mayfield on the team, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be kind of fun if we're looking at our respective schools, so Jackson and I, Tennessee and Hanley, Auburn. If you had to pick between all the head coaches at your school – a coach to start, bench, and cut. Have y'all ever played that start, bench, cut before? As a coach? Yeah. Like who would who would you who would you pick to start, bench, between and cut? Between three major sports. Between any of the head coaches. Of the three major sports. It could be three major sports. You could put in. <clears throat> I guess the other one would be like women's basketball. Which would be the case at some schools like UConn. True. In Tennessee, when Pat Summit was there, I mean, yeah. but I don't think that'd be the case for either of us now. Pat Summit, she's a legend. Um, she is. She yeah. is. Best woman's, oh, probably best woman, best woman women's coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, Gina Ariama. I'd argue she just overall basketball. She's probably known as one of the best coaches. Just coaches in general. Yeah, I agree with that. So who would, do y'all know y'all's answer for this, or do y'all need to think? Y'all want to hear mine first? We would love to hear yours first. I would, would you? love to. Would you? I, I do. Declare. I heard this on a podcast today, and I agree with his exact answers. So I would say to start, it'd be Tony Vitello, the okay. Tennessee baseball coach. Okay. So he has us to number one for the first time ever. He it's only like his fifth year here. He's a recruiting monster. He signed eleven top fifteen signing classes. Um, he came from Arkansas, and he coached at Missouri um, and TCU. But he's just been killing it, and he's changing the whole dynamic of that program. Um, and he's had the most success so far from the coaches we have. So, and then bench, I'd say Rick Barnes just because of his continued recruiting and, I guess, regular season success and 
having won SEC Tournament Championship for the first time in 43 years and just continuing to bring in great guys and having a great culture at that program. Um, I mean, it's easy to have a better culture when you have 12 to 15 guys yep. and you're not keeping track of 100 guys or 30 guys. But still, he's doing a great job. He's a great guy. And then third, I'd say Josh Heupel. Um, obviously, he hasn't done much. He's it's his second year. Um, and Kelly Harper, the women's coach, she got us to our sweet, first Sweet 16 since 2016. Um, so it'd be easy to say that, but football is the juggernaut. And with all the hype that Josh Heupel's creating, I'd say he comes in there to be that that last that last guy. So do they have to be current? Yes. yes. Okay. I would say Bruce Pearl. He's not good. current. We're doing ten you doing Tennessee. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Pearl was current good. Tennessee coaches Jack Sweet. Oh, so current overall Tennessee coaches. What do you mean current overall? Okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, if we're talking about that, then mine's not going to be much different than yours. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> All right, so then do do overall then to change it up. <coughs> overall. that's what you were thinking anyway, so I don't want to change your track of thought. Because I was thinking football-wise, Phil Fulmer during glory years. Tennessee. Right. Yeah, obviously. So you start with him. Philip Palmer. I was gonna say Bruce Pearl because I, while I do, I mean, I don't know, knowing his potential now. The reason we got rid of Bruce Pearl was really stupid too. It all had it. What people might deny this, but it had to do with his Jewish origin. It really did. What are you talking about? I'm gonna need something to back up this claim. He had an illegal barbecue with recruits. There was that too. <laughs> house, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You, you might be right. Because he's Jewish. Here's the thing: my granddad has. So my great uncle used to be on Tennessee's board uh-huh. of athletics. Yeah, there really? was talk of that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of talk about that. You know, him, cool. about him getting fired because he was Jewish. No, but there was problems with oh. that on the get go. How they didn't think, they didn't think he'd fit in with the culture. This and that. He fits in so good with the Southern culture. Exactly. But, of course, the barbecue didn't help, but... That was just, like, the reason the the reason to let him go. Like, yeah. maybe... I mean, you could be right. I don't... If you have... You have insider info, clearly. There's no way that's true, dude. That would be... That's not the prime... That I was never saying that like was the prime reason, the but... Universe. That'd be bad. I mean, I'm not saying that's the prime good reason, thing not but there's not like... Tennessee. <laughs> there's, like, beforehand, people on the board had issues with that. The fact that he was Jewish? Yes. Huh. I do know that is correct. I'm not saying that was the prime this reason. This is going to be breaking news on ESPN, by the way. Bruce Pearl fired at Tennessee because he's Jewish. We now find out 15 years later. From SEC Talks. <laughs> and now we're famous. <laughs> but I was going to say, obviously, Phil, Ful- Phil Fulmer, Bruce Pearl, Pat Summit. Um, you know, actually, Rick Barnes has had more success Overall at Tennessee than Bruce Pearl, I believe. Has he? I mean, I, Bruce Pearl got to the Elite yes. Eight. 
but mm-hmm. Rick Barnes had more winning seasons. How long was Bruce Smith in the I don't know off the top of my head. If I'm doing overall, I'm gonna say Philip Fulmer, Pat Summit, Tony Vitello. Pat Summit had that women's team rocking. Yeah. But that was that was something serious. Um I guess if I'm gonna go to Auburn, I'll just go ahead and do all time since Yeah, do all time. It just makes more sense. Nobody knows y'all's other coaches. Um I mean Bruce Pearl is our best basketball coach of all time. He hasn't he hasn't quite broken all the records yet, but I couldn't even tell you who was before him. Do you even know? Like the the previous coach yeah. was Tony Barbie. That's right. Yeah. It was an absolute butt. Um, we've got a couple coaches that were good before that, but like not not for a long period of time. Um, best football coach is probably Pat Dye. But even then, he really didn't accomplish that much. Um. Oh, I would probably say Tommy Tuberville. Oh yeah. Tommy Silverville was pretty successful in his time. He was extremely successful against Alabama. Um, he won that run where he won like seven and eight years or something mm-hmm. in the Iron Bowl. Um, and baseball, I, I would probably just say Butch Thompson, the current baseball coach. I really haven't kept up with Auburn baseball for a super long time, but he's been good. Yeah. We made it to the World Series one year. Um, we've, we've been a solid program, so – I think it'd be cool if we did something real quick, too. If we did the same thing, but with just football and just football players start bench cut overall, all time. Football players at our school. At our school, all time. Start bench cut. Cam Newton. You got that, Jackson? I got that. Okay. Cam Newton, Bo Jackson. Dude, could you imagine? Bro. On the same team? Um, it's like me and Jackson in the same backfield. That's true. There's no doubt about it. I would say Cambo. Um, I feel like the cliche answer is Pat Sullivan, but we'll go Nick Fairley. Nick Fairley. The dude was a beast. Dude was a beast. So I guess that's another thing to throw in there. He's got to be at least one offensive and one defensive player. Obviously, start for me, I'm saying Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean, Jackson, you can't copy his players. Well, he was going to say Peyton, probably. Were you? Were you? I bet we're going to have the same players, because you're probably going to say Kamara, too. <laughs> All right. I'll say something different. Were you going to say Kamara? Yes. I'm going to say something different, so Jackson has something different to say. I, I got it. I got it. I was going to go ahead and say Deion Daniels. Really? For all time? I'm going to say... I mean... There's an easy defensive one here. Reggie White. That is a good one. I want to go say him. Who are you going to say? I'm going to say Eric Berry. Dude, Eric Berry, is a, he was a freak. Right? He's a AJ he's a Johnson, too. <clears throat> oh, know. this is harder than I think than I thought. Okay. So, I'm going to say, just to be different, because I'm going to say T. Martin, you know, the uh, quarterback of our national championship team. Okay. Then I'm going to say... Um, I gotta take Kamara. 
I don't care if you take him. I'm taking Kamara. And then uh, it's got to be um, – I'm taking A.J. Johnson. He was, like, one of my favorite defensive players to watch. And he was so good. I'm thinking in terms of while it didn't carry over really in terms of Tennessee rebuilding, I'm thinking like Juwan Jennings, Joshua Dobbs, because they were they were good. Those two were huge pillars and kind of the bringing back of Tennessee to where I think they could be recognized recognized as all time. I mean, they were very good. Uh, that's the problem, though. When you say bringing back, like it didn't carry over. I do know that. Yeah. I, obviously, that fell Butch, through. Butch just moved backwards. Butch did move backwards after that little peak. Then Pruitt completely messed it up. You know, handed it off in McDonald's bags and whatnot. But I mean. I don't know. I still think I think Joshua Dobbs and Juwan Jennings are both underappreciated, at least in most recent years. Oh, dude, I love Juwan. I got to see him play in high school. You don't like Derek Carr and Tom? When he was a quarterback. Well, I can go. I can talk about that grievance. That's a couple year long grievance. Yeah, that's that's, that's that was horrible. That just I, that shows you how like overrated Harrison Bailey was. I the fact that we kept playing Guarantano when Bailey was right behind him. Bailey was just a pure pocket passer. Like, he couldn't move at all. Which in college these days, like, you have to be able to move. Not with the offensive line we had, at least. You can't sit there stand still it's and true. expect to be able to get the ball out of the pocket. You know what? After this year, we might be saying Hendon Hooker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's a freak. And Cedric Tillman, beast. All right, who's your third before we wrap up? Third. Um, yeah, I got to say Camaro. I was going to say yeah, it anyway. He's a beast. Um, haters will say. Started out at Alabama. Yes, he sure did, but he ended up at Tennessee either way. That's wherever you played the majority of your ball. I agree. He didn't play very much at Bama at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he played at all. Uh-uh. He, he only – I think he only saw turf at Tennessee. Yeah, Bama's just so deep. Like, he was like their fourth string. I mean, he left after a freshman year, so he didn't really give it them as much of a chance. Because, you know, Bama running backs, they don't play until, like, junior, senior year. Yeah, that's pretty normal. But, all right, do y'all have anything else? I do not have anything else. Jackson? Well, also, we want you guys to let us know which team you want us to do an early season preview of first in a couple weeks. Um, and hopefully nobody says Vandy. Cause... Oh, either way, I was about to say, I'm going off on Vandy either way when it comes to football. Yeah, 0-12 prediction. I said might be a little bit too generous. <laughs> too generous. Negative one. Negative one and 13. All right. Well, y'all let us know, and we'll see y'all next week for episode 27. Yep. All right.